Mendoza, little girl, big personality, queen of motherfucking spice. We in the building today, and we got extra special spicy guests with us. We got Miss Gabby Rose in the building. Hey, what's up, everyone? Yes, all the vibes, all the vibes. Been a long time coming. I believe we had you on almost like two weeks ago. Crazy ass mix up. Yes. Crazy ass mix up, but I'm so glad to have you here in the present with us. I didn't um, want to miss it, so no, here we are. Not at all. Yes. So, um, yeah, shout out to um, Gabby for showing me this crazy game. <laughs> So apparently, how does the game go? Okay, so I want to start by saying I've been told that everybody in the world knows this, but apparently they don't because nobody in the building right now knew it. So pretty much when you have a Smirnoff ice, when if you hide it and somebody finds it, or even apparently if it's given to you, you have to get down on one knee and chug the whole thing, no matter where you are. So like I could, I was giving them the example, if my brother came home for Christmas and I wanted to like prank him right as he got home, I would put the Smirnoff ice under his pillow and then at 10 o'clock at night when he's about to go to bed or whatever, then he would have to drink a whole Smirnoff. So apparently not everybody knows the game, but we did play it. We didn't get to finish them though. Right. I mean, no, I, it was my first time having one. And I could definitely say that um, Smirnoff Ice is like candy juice. Candy juice soda. Yeah. It gave me candy like juice really soda good. vibes. So, yeah, like, um, should be that good. I just like, you know, I'm in the lobby right now and I see Gabby Rose on one knee just chugging the thing. <laughs> so then like now one's given to me. So now I have to do it, too. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, shit, this is just the vibe. Smirnoff Ice. I'm not buying this no more. Everybody's going to get drunk. I know, right? But this is really good. This is really good. Watermelon mimosa. Shout out to Smirnoff Ice. It tastes really good with coffee, too. Mm. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. This is the weirdest mix. I was about to say, girl. I was like, that's that's experimental. That's innovative right there. We have Smirnoff, the coffee, and the water. I'm dead. Which is a standard lineup, actually, like at some of my shows. Because I want to have a coffee before we start. And then somebody might give me a beer. And I'll be like, all right, I'll have a beer. But I have my water, too. Yeah. So... Yeah, I've I'm been used there. To it. I've been there, girl. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Where it's just like you're drinking coffee, all of a sudden someone gets to this, like, oh, let's go eat. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to say no. And then you end up with just a mix of very strange flavors, but they're all doing something for you. Facts. So. Facts. <laughs> so let's get a little bit more into who you are. So sure. Gabby Rose, sax player, songwriter, singer. And I also noticed in your profile that you play other instruments as well yeah it's not just saxophone i saw you with um was it a clarinet flute flute yeah flute. flute would be like my my second most comfortable like woodwind instrument okay after sax i guess but there's like a bunch of saxophones right which i'm sure you know i've because learned of the that research. i've learned that i was like holy shit holy yeah. shit there's so many of them it's like no this one doesn't sound right you need like this one and then the special tool and press this button I was well like, exactly yeah there's like the alto sax which you saw with that's like my main one mm-hmm. um 
it's like standard size kind it's like the saxophone that like kids start on and then they might want to start playing tenor which is the next biggest one yeah. which just has a different sound so i play a lot of tenor also okay then there's barry which is like the much bigger one and that's like bass notes like you can substitute like bass in a band <laughs> like yeah. with barry sax i mean it's a very different thing still but that's like the space that it occupies and then there's soprano sax like what kenny g played mm. so that's like ooh sorry that's like the long it's kind of it looks like a clarinet kind yes. of um yes and they're all kind of similar to like other woodwind instruments like that's why i was able to learn flute you know semi easily it's still different but because they're kind of similar clarinet i play like a little bit but not so much so i gotta get curious when did this journey with so what happened first singing saxophone playing songwriting what happened first in your life I think from from what my parents tell me and from what I remember, um, it was it was all kind of at the same time, to be honest, because I when I was like a kid, a lot of kids, they love to just like sing and dance. And I was doing that. But I kind of picked up. I started playing a little bit of piano as a kid. Violin was my first like official instrument. So like from there, that's when I really started singing a lot more and then I picked up saxophone a year later um I was kind of doing all the things including dance at the yeah. time also at the same time so they all kind of like fueled each other okay yeah so you picked up the saxophone what do you feel like your first experience was like when you first played that sound you know how was that for you um I don't remember the very first time but I do know that I had like the sound in my head already because I um, I just grew up like listening to saxophone based music. Like my dad liked to listen to that music. He liked listening to like smooth jazz, but also mm. bands like Steely Dan and like Ooh, Chicago. Yeah, where it's like Chicago. big horn sections. So I I got like I had that sound in my head, and my mom said that I thought it looked cool and that it was shiny. So I was like attracted to that. So. I just remember like really thinking I was so cool, <laughs> like dead. playing saxophone. I was like, this is dope. Like I'm a girl and like I didn't pick flute. I didn't pick clarinet or like whatever yeah. else. I was like, I play saxophone. <laughs> That's dope. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's like be different. Yeah. So you said that your dad was always having this type of background music. So did he play any instruments himself? He or? played a little guitar. Okay. But by the time I was born, he didn't even have one anymore. Like, he just, even, I mean, to this day, like, he'll pick up my guitar and he's, like, playing chords. Like, he's, like, playing songs. He never really lost it. He just didn't really, um, it was kind of like a hobby that yeah. he had dropped for a little while. But um, but it comes, like, organic to him. Yeah, like, he just really likes music. Okay. But I'm the first like music like real like kind of career musician in my whole family so it definitely wasn't something that anybody expected yeah but um because of their musical tastes it's like it's not surprising okay yeah i mean it definitely so just so everyone knows the backstory and how i found this wonderful person I was, shout out to Pier 115 Bar and Grill. Yeah. It was June 20th of last year, and shout out to Lola. Um, it was her birthday. And I remember we were just mm -hmm. chilling, and like anybody who's been to Pier 115, like especially in the summer, um, you can sit outside the patio, they have couches, like it's mad fun. So yeah. I think somebody was spinning because there was a DJ, and um, 
Yeah, my friend Atrimo. Yeah, Shout out. Came. Shout out DJ Atrimo. <laughs> DJ what? Atrimo. Atrimo, yes, definitely. Was playing house music. Mm-hmm. And I'm a house music connoisseur. I mm. love house music. So when Shorty came out with the saxophone, I was like, oh my God. I was just like, wow, this is so cool. So, so, so cool. I mean, the most I've seen during like house music um, performances or any type of house music setting is like drums. Mm-hmm. Um, one time, Dope Set by Dubfire's wife or girlfriend or whoever she was. Um, she came out in a violin. That's sick, yeah. But like cool. the saxophone, I remember I was just sitting in the couch and you know, Gabby was just doing her thing, going <laughs> up and down. And like, I remember I asked for your Instagram at the end because we chilled for a while. We yeah. were drinking shots, we ate some food. Like yeah, we were just you hanging guys out. Were hanging. And like, I was just like, yo, like, this is too good to like not try to see. Like, you know, I was just like, oh man, I gotta get her on my show. So I was just like, I'm so excited to like have you here now. And Thank like, this you. is literally like what six months later. Like, yeah, pretty much. That was in like around the sun. It was in like July or August, something like that. Oh, it was in it June. Was June. Oh, okay. It was my friend's birthday, and I was just like, oh shit. So, yeah, she was playing saxophone, um, vibing with the house music, and I think, not that I think, I know that's what made it different because mm. every time I've experienced someone playing sax, it was always in a jazz club. Right. I've never seen someone play jazz and follow up with house music yeah so i was like this is cool this is really cool i mean i think sax is so it it, and that's something i never knew either until Mm -hmm. i started doing it a few years ago sax is so good with house music first of all but sax is like good with a lot of different genres and i think it did surprise me too because most people are used to hearing it in yeah jazz mm-hmm. r&b definitely and like then back in the 80s or like the military yeah like it's oh, very yeah, like for a sure. conservative sound almost exactly i think and i think like the craziest <clears throat> it got for a lot of people as far as like entering into the pop music world was some of those rock bands in the 80s and like how bruce springsteen used it you know yeah. you heard it all over shout but... out to bruce springsteen jersey jersey <laughs> jersey, jersey. Exactly. um and so it's really been fun to experiment with different musical styles and to also like see people's reaction like that where they're like, oh my God, I've never seen this before. Like that's a special moment too. Like I don't think about it so much because I do it all the time. And us being from New Jersey, New York, like it is starting to become something that people have seen before at least once, but we're in New Jersey, New York. Like this is like the hub of so much creative art, but for a lot of people, like, and especially around the world, like they've never seen anything like that. So, you know, it's still, I I don't, I have to like remember to be grateful for where I'm at, no matter where I'm at in my career, just to be able to do something that somebody can like smile at and just like, you know, make people have fun. I'm like, you're a girl doing it. Not even, you know what I mean? Like most guys, not what I think. I'm not a guy hater, but the fact that like we're women, not guy haters. No, we're not. And I'm always gonna say that I don't hate men. I hate some of them. But Same. my main thing is, women always have to work harder. Women always have to do the same job and get paid less. Women always have to go the extra mile. So when I see a woman doing something different, I'm always gonna stand behind behind it. Like one thing about Mina Mendoza is like, I'm a feminist, I'm all about women empowerment. Mm-hmm. I say it almost in every episode. So I feel like talk your shit girl, because a lot of times like when you think of saxophone players, just how you mentioned it before, um, 
what was his name? It was Kenny G, mm-hmm. a guy. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. A famous yeah. guy player. Not not to knock his talent, because he has talent. Sure, yeah. But I'm like, you don't, you know, you don't talk your shit, girl. Yes. Thank you're a woman. You. I have this. had to work really hard, and it does. It's a lot of convincing. It's yeah. Like, can you see what I can do? Well, I'll tell you what. It's like I, I find myself kind of I, I don't I don't think about it as a crutch. Mm-hmm. I use like being a woman in this business and playing an instrument like that. I just think it's a cool experiment and I use it as a tool because to be honest, like I know the hours that I've put in, but not everybody knows that. But once they hear like, you know, if, if you want to some people, they don't want to respect you until you show them something. You yeah. know, I'm the kind of person that like. I respect everybody until you give me a reason not to, which hopefully we, that doesn't have to happen. I respect everybody, and the you fact give of the matter is, the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely, because okay. yeah, I mean, especially in a professional or a creative space, like mm-hmm. if we're both here together, I automatically have respect for you, especially because I know that we, you know, you've worked hard to get here too. But some people just don't have that. It's like they don't want to respect you until you give them a reason too. And for me, like. That's no problem because then fine, you're gonna hear me play and you're gonna like you're gonna know like I busted yeah. my ass, <laughs> so That's I don't so... need to like work too hard to prove it when I'm proving it every day by working really hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about things because I feel like once you work in like any type of entertainment business, you are put in the spotlight to be criticized, critiqued. Mm-hmm. Like that's you. It's gonna be great. It it might be horrible. There might be some in between things, but like you have to have thick skin. Oh yeah. Not take it personal. Learn how to adapt and evolve. Learn how to you know, because in the end of the day, that person's entitled to feel how they want to feel, just mm-hmm. how you're entitled to feel how you want to feel. Both sides are valid. Mm-hmm. Now, the way I see that is like if it takes more to gain your respect, I'm not gonna want to hang with you so much. Yeah. You know, but I'm, we do I don't our job and we leave. If That's facts. it. Like yep. I, I'm not gonna feel some type of way about it. You know what I mean? It's not gonna hurt me. I'm not gonna lose sleep at night, but. I'm going to remember that and I'm going to know that that's not someone that I really, I don't have to impress you. No, you know what I mean? You're you just going to see what I do and that will go from there. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you spend too much time, I've, you know, I've thought about this a lot too, as I know mm-hmm. you have also. It's like if you spend too much time trying to prove yourself to people like that, you're then that's time that's being taken away from just sharing it with people who actually do appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like appreciate you're never gonna yourself. Love yeah, yourself. Or yourself. Yeah. The most important thing. It's so true. Yes. Yes. So I see a little bit of activity in the check-in right now, just because I see some faces moving on the screen. Go ahead and um Ooh, sorry. Just gonna <laughs> see what's going on. Shout out to Blaze, shout out to Ghost, shout out to Amanda. Yes, I'll be on the squad. So let's continue with the interview, love, because I'm loving the vibes. I feel like it's super positive. So I also see that you sing and write. How do you find inspiration to write a song? Um, Writing has been like it's been more of a priority for me the last like year or so. So I've thought about this a lot. Like what is going to keep me inspired? Yeah, I think just, you know, the easy answer is just it's the regular things in life that mm-hmm. like keep me inspired for sure. Like even a situation or trauma that happened years ago, 
um, a lot of times it kind of manifests itself in a different spot in my mind, like years later sometimes in a way that I can like artistically talk about it. Yeah. Um, but ultimately I like writing feels so good that I want to make it like a habit. Like it's something that sometimes I don't really feel like doing. Like you're not always going to be inspired, but I find what makes me more inspired is like showing up more often. So like writing in a journal, like as much as possible, if not every day. Um, Journaling is positive. It's, I mean, yes. And that's part of it. It's like, okay, this could serve me as a songwriter and an artist, but it also just serves me as like a human being. So I find doing that keeps my creative mind moving and it keeps me thinking about things that I'm experiencing in life, thinking about them more critically. Like how can I kind of not analyze the situation, but reflect on it. Um, And I think that's why writing is healing. So for me, what inspires me is kind of like looking at life in that way. Like, how can I just like look at this like an artist in a way? You know what I'm saying? I love that. I love that you brought the topic about journaling because um, I'm a big fan of journaling. I like write notes on my phone. That's like, yo, whoever finds my phone and reads my notes, they're going to think I'm crazy. (laughs) They're going to be like, yo. Um, Same. What? I just, because I really do write what's on my mind. Like, sometimes, like, even when I don't want to respond to a text, I'll respond to it in a note Mm -hmm. so that I don't go overboard. I'm like, ah, you know what? Let me just write it here, look at it, and decide then if I want to send it before I react so impulsive. I'm very impulsive. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think it's funny that I love the way, not funny, I love the way you talk about journaling because, like, I love to journal. Mm-hmm. That's um, awesome. It took me a while yeah, to understand and know how healing it is. But it's, you know, it's the best part of journaling. Have you ever, like, looked back? And it's like that, buddy. I'd be like, yo, dear journal, or, like, you just write the date. Tuesday was a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Joey. Fuck this, you know what I mean? And yes. then, like, you, you can laugh about it. Oh, my God. Later. That's yes. the best. Oh, my God, girl. I found a journal from when I was, like, in eighth grade. I was like, yo, Damn. who was I? <laughs> who was I? I need like, to find, so like, cra- my diary what? from when I was young. I, I would, would love, love to see that. that. And make a TikTok video. Yo, I found a diary from, like, the 2000s. Like, yo, crazy. I bet. I bet my parents have it somewhere. Oh, my God. And I'm going to find it. I bet they've read it, you know, and they're oh, definitely. the same thing. If they saw it and know what it is. <laughs> is they read it <laughs> yeah. they read it they definitely read it i mean um but it's like i love that i love that you talk about journaling it's just like because i think about it and like i've read my journals back and i'm like wow i was going through some shit but well I'm yeah even living. even if you look at it from like a few months ago like yes. well first of all it's funny but also it it i mean for me the only reason why i've gone back and looked is because sometimes like in my journal i'll like highlight certain not highlight but like underline certain things yeah well that was when i used to do it by hand i don't really do it by hand anymore because i find it's easier i stay i keep up with it more often when i do it on my phone but i'll like make notes of oh that was like a really good idea like come Mm -hmm. back to that so that's the only reason why i'll read it again and i'm purposely trying to not read the whole thing and only read like the starred parts but i'll i mean my eyes go to it and i'm like oh god I'll be like, yeah, waking up in the morning, like, I'm so anxious today. I'm so tired. Oh, I have to do this. I have, it's like my whole to do list and like all my work. Why does this keep happening on Wednesdays? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like you're all dead. You know what's cool though? It, I think also going back in a journal would make you realize that all those things that you might have been worrying about that day that you were journaling about, like they all worked out. Oh, yeah. 
So that's actually a beautiful thing that you can like get out of that is like mm -hmm. we get through everything. You know, Absolutely. like the world is okay even oh, yeah. when things feel like the world is going to end because of something that you're going through. Listen, unless you're going to die at that moment, like problems always suck, but we will prevail. Like this yes. too shall pass. And that's one of the main things. So like when you talk about journaling like or songwriting, who do you feel like is one of your favorite songwriters in like the music industry when you think of songwriters? <sighs> mm, I love well i think i think some of like the people that i fell in love with the most as far as like songwriting in particular were probably erica badu oh love that um and then yes and then even as far like on the other side as like nirvana Oof. and foo fighters you know what's crazy i was thinking well nirvana foo fighters they're like same because mm -hmm. after kirk cobain died yeah I mean, I, I'm such a Dave Grohl fan. Like, I just love his Girl, life. you gave me that vibe. Because I was thinking, I swear to God, I was talking, I was thinking about, like, Kurt Cobain's lyrics. And mm -hmm. when you were talking, I was like, I love Kurt Cobain. Because I feel like when he writes lyrics, it's so random, but so deep. And he <laughs> was like, fuck. Yes. Like, and Polly, like, little people don't know that that song's about heroin. Yes. But it's, so, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it's that... The style, it's like, I, I just know. saw an old video, like, well, obviously it's an old video because, you know, rest in peace. But there was a video of him. He was getting interviewed just like on the street and he was saying, he was like, I don't understand why people talk about my songwriting like it's, you know, some, I, I don't want to quote him, but he was pretty much just trying to say all his lyrics, like people love them and they, they attribute deep meanings to them. And he's like, but I'm just like writing what comes to mind. But it is deep meaning. Like he'll, I think he's he'll 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 say, or he said, like it wasn't it wasn't deep. He was just kind of writing what's on his mind. But that's the that's why we journal. And that's yeah. like every time I've written a song, I look back on those lyrics and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, I don't remember doing it. Like I just remember it coming to me and me kind of like working it out in the context context of the melody and the music or whatever but it's not like we're doing it intentionally but that's the beautiful thing is it is coming from some deeper meaning mm -hmm. even if it's sort of subconscious or like on the side you know i mean you talking about like jumping to the other side of music um just because i got reminded right now from us speaking um you know jim morrison the mm -hmm. doors so I recently saw, um, not recently, because I've been saw the movie, but I recently saw it again. Like two days ago, it was playing like in one of the movie channels. And it's crazy because it's like, when you look back at Jim Morrison's life, he never wanted to be in a band. He never wanted to sing or anything like that. And his pianist in the band, who he knew for so long at Venice Beach, that's mm -hmm. how they all know each other from Cali, um, Jim just dropped out of film school because he sucked, and unfortunately. And he was just like, I don't know, man. I've been writing, writing poetry, hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. his piano is like, he's like, but I can't sing. And he was like, well, Bob Dylan can't sing either. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? So it's just like, it was the positivity about it. He was like, you could just make it your own. And I felt like what was beautiful, he was just like, yeah, so like, just, just read me one of your poems. And the poems that he read to him by the beach was Moonlight Drive. Mm. And... It's crazy because, like, if you look at Jim Morrison's style of singing, he, he it wasn't, like, the best singing voice, but he had a voice that could put people in a trance. Right. You know, and that's what 
gravitated the music industry towards him because he was playing at Whiskey A Go-Go and people were like in the audience, like they were like, whoa, who's this guy? Right. Putting these people in like hypnosis and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like songwriting, it's like you could have a great voice, but it really depends on those lyrics sometimes. You know what I mean? To make an impactful song. I think. Yes. Yes. You're absolutely right. But I think what even comes in the translation between like an artist and like their audience, the lyrics are important, I think, for the artist first, even because the art like people are hearing like the music and they're hearing the melody. People aren't always understanding what like the lyrics. A lot of times when you like hear a song for the first time, you don't really know what they're saying. Right. But you're like, oh, but I still really like this song. It's because the artist is believing in their lyrics so deeply that it's the way they're performing it, and that's what you're hearing first. And then that's what hooks you, and then you might be like, I want to listen to that song again, or Mm -hmm. I want to find out what he's trying to say. Then the lyrics make sense. It's the way somebody like Jim Morrison was like believing and conveying what he was writing that hooked people, and then they started to like kind of understand, oh, like what he's writing about, I guess. Um, So I think... I think it's actually kind of like what you're saying is like you don't have to be like the best singer or you don't even have to come from such like a deep musical background. But if you're really in touch with like your feelings and can get that down in in, in lyric form with a group of people who can help you like actually make it into a song, like that is really all you need. You just oh, need to yeah. like be believable. Facts. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, rest in peace, Jim Morrison. Great one gone. Oh, I love this interview so far, love. But one thing I want people to do is how you play. So if you don't mind, I would love for you to like, I know you said you wanted, you were going to do what you were going to do. So, well, I'll just like, I'll just like play a little something, you know? So, and now our feature presentation. (laughs) So good vibes. What we're going to do right now, guys, is have the beautiful Gabby Royals perform us. Um, basically something organic, just completely in the moment. Um, We're going to play something live. This is a Mina Mendoza show exclusive. We live, Bravery Studios. All right, I'm going to keep it like this because it's going to be loud. It's going to be like louder than my voice. You can move the mic. If I move it like right into the the sax, it's going to like blast out. Oh, snap. Yeah. All right, right, so just, I'm just going to like play something that you guys are going to know. Sing along from home. We could like snap along. Let's get like a snap going. Let's go. Uh, uh,
Yeah, you guys that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. That was so, so, so good. So good. Shout out. Well, the if you only... guys have any requests, I can do a little snippet of it too. She could definitely do it all. Um, so many versions of that song from like, um, I don't know who sang it originally, but I know Lauren Hill yeah. had that cover. Who was the original? Oh, it was Frank, Frank Valley. Sinatra, Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley. I was like Frank Sinatra, seasons. Frank something. Frank something. Yeah. But yes, that was beautiful. Thank you. Anything else you want to hear? Or? Well, I'm curious. How long you got to hold your breath? How does that work? Um, it's kind of like singing. Like you can't breathe while the sound is actually coming out. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a whole different thing. Circular breathing. You, there is a technique for that. But um, you kind of just have to take breaths in between phrases. So it's just like how when you sing, you wouldn't just be like, oh, pretty baby. Na, 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 na. Like you have to breathe somewhere. So you kind of yeah. like pick the spot. Like, oh, pretty Baby, don't let me down, I pray. Oh, pretty baby, now that I found you, stay. And, and you can, like, <laughs> you kind of, like, phrase it around what you're trying to say. So I find, like, playing saxophone is very much like singing in that way. So when I'm practicing singing or whether I'm practicing sax, it's that breath control that, like, I'm constantly working on. Love if that. that answers your question. I'm, like, getting, like, I'm just experiencing myself. Picture. I don't know if my lungs would be so good for it, but it's so cool. Like, even looking at this instrument, like, obviously, She's like... She's a gem. Yeah, like, this shit is dope. Like, I'm looking at, like, the roses or, like, flower lotus. Yeah, it's or... got beautiful engravings. Damn. Woo! Saxophone man. I've seen, like, I don't know if you remember the video. Let's go. I got you. Yes. We play that, we play that little snippet all the time in the show, you're, so it's so you are dope. Watching a master <laughs> do you work. really? We do. Awesome. We do. And like it's so dope to hear it like live live. Yeah. So Hit me like, up, we'll make a cameo whenever got, you want. Yes. Yeah, so we gotta think of like a third one. A third one. What's a third good song that we could do? So so far we got we have a classic in there. We mm -hmm. do an R and B song. Let's see. What about um Let's do a little, just um, shout out to Carrie Ann. She was my guest on my show. She loved Green Day so much. You could do a little Green Day cover. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll let you pick whichever one. Um, this is for you, Carrie Ann. Um... I'm like only doing the chorus. How does the how does the verse go? Which song are you going for? I'm doing um, man, what is that song name? Basket case. Basket case. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite song. I have to, you know, honestly, I don't know that much Green Day. It's just so. like, do you have the time <laughs> to listen to me? Sometimes I might play tricks on me. Da na 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 na. 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 Da
dope. That was dope. That was so cool. I gotta cool. get the guitar ripped out. That was awesome. Once guitar. you like said it, I was like, wait, 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 I know where you're at. Where you're at. I got you. I got you. All right, that was awesome, love. So we're gonna take a little break. You All know, right. get you comfy. That was awesome. That was completely organic. That was beautiful. Thank you. That was such a great time. Not only does she sing, she songwrite. She's an instrument like virtuoso player because you play you. sax you play the flute mm-hmm. i play um and then I, I write music on like guitar um piano yeah a little bit of bass i'm trying to learn like everything yeah i saw you in your instagram you were doing like the guitar riffs mm-hmm. i remember that yeah yeah so let's get you comfy baby girl sure. get you you know we're gonna get into a little now now this is like i feel like the half of the show where we get like into a little bit of randomness questions a okay. little bit of fun questions but before we get into that um we're gonna allow gabby to get comfortable put her socks down So, I guess before we get into, like, you know, the fun part of the questions, but, like, can you tell us about an experience or performance that you had that you were like, oh, shit, something's wrong? And, like, what did you learn from that experience? Um, things? Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You think I would know as a singer. I'm used to, like, having it. Um, so as far as like, if anything, you know, wrong has happened, things go wrong, like all the time. So I'm definitely used to just kind of adapting. And like, let's say we like, let's say we mess up something so bad and like Mm -hmm. we bomb or if somebody, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I'm very used to like correcting mistakes and like being on my toes, but I will say, um, I don't really like audition. I, I went to this audition a few years ago, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't even back then. Like I wasn't auditioning at that point in my career. Like I was just kind of starting and like going to gigs, and it wasn't like formal auditions. Like I hadn't done that since I was like doing musical theater in yeah. high school, yeah. <laughs> in college. Um, so I had an audition as like just for somebody you know a a name in the music industry for sure and I think I was just really nervous about it and maybe a little bit even unprepared because I didn't want to like face it yeah um and I wouldn't say I bombed but I choked up like you you know what it feels like to like get nervous and like you just kind of you just kind of clench up like for me you cannot sing under that kind of no. Like it's impossible. Can't do your best at any in yeah. a condition like that. But like your voice just won't work the way it's supposed to work. And um, I think, you know, obviously auditions are hard, and a lot of you know times it's like you leave feeling like, oh man, I I only had one shot. I could have done better. But doing that made me realize um, that I. Preparation and like not being nervous and not clenching up when I'm performing, it's all about preparation. And that's exactly why I don't get that nervous on a lot of the gigs that I do, is because I am constantly like working hard and like um, practicing and and showing up prepared that I'm like, I got this. I can, you know, for a situation like that, that was kind of not as familiar to me. um, I think it was an opportunity to like, learn so i'm like i said i'm good at correcting when something goes wrong but um i think preparation is like is is key even when you don't expect things so yeah i love that because i feel like definitely auditions would get me nervous it's like oh my god 
I got to convince this person and like yeah, it's scary. Auditioning too. So it's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, what's going to make you different? I think um, I would just kind of really go in there making being myself. I would yeah. just like start a random conversation. I'm like, I'm just I'm grateful to be here. You totally. Know? And I, was. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll break the ice somehow. Somehow. Yeah. So and they'll remember that's important. me. Exactly. That's really important. And I think that was even when I was I, I was a little bit too even timid you know Mm -hmm. i i went into it almost too nervous now i think years later if i went into the same exact situation i think i would do it a lot differently and i would feel a lot more confident okay love that it's all gross definitely does make sense so what i want people to do is where to find you love so if you could give out your instagram handle um anything where to find you any performances that you have like you know setting up in the future especially into the new year so people could like you know follow you and anything like that you know sure yeah so you guys can find me on instagram tiktok uh at gabby rose music that's g-a-b-i-r-o-s-e music um i also my next show is january 6th uh downtown in manhattan at a place called arlene's grocery so we're playing at night with a couple other amazing bands and friends of ours uh, and it's my band and rose so it's original music um that i wrote it's kind of a mix of like r&b and rock and pop and you could also find us on spotify at and rose e-n-r-o-s-e spotify yes. and all the other things <laughs> love that love that all the vibes so definitely everyone go follow her also anyone who's watching please like share and subscribe to the youtube channel we keep things going so we're going to get into some random questions, loud love. So now that we're getting into, like, the new year, do you feel like you have... Because the new year is literally, like, what, this Sunday, Saturday? Saturday, I think, Saturday right? night, Saturday night. Do you have any New Year's Eve resolutions? Do you even make them? I do make them. Um, and I've tried to make ones that, like, the past couple of years that have been a little bit easier for me to kind of stick to. Do I have one this year? Um, this sounds so cliche, but it's honestly to continue my health and fitness journey. Okay. Everyone starts out the year strong like yes. that, but I think what makes it really realistic for me and why I do actually want to identify that as being a resolution is because I did like get back into it. Like in August, I just realized like, wow, for the past like few years, I've been putting work over like my health. And yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I don't want to do that shit anymore. So I've been actually like good about it. And I think I just want to get better about that next year. Okay. So cliche, but. Let's see where she's at in that's February. That's the truth. <laughs> Let's see where we're at I then. know. We'll see. Yeah. But no, I've been good about it. So I feel like, okay, okay we're this isn't like a pipe dream. Like this is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is my life. Okay. So. It's, it's good to stay consistent, you know, but also be like real with yourself. Yeah. Like, don't make some like resolution that is like not, not realistic. Yeah. You know what Do I mean? Do you have one? I feel like I make one, the same one every year. Mm-hmm. And um, it's basically to be someone that I want to be best friends with. Yeah. It's just positive vibes. I That's don't. That's great. You know what I mean? Good that vibes. covers everything that's like important. Like yeah. that, that that's that's great. Yeah, positive vibes. I yeah. always do it every year. I'm like, Jazz uh, but Mina, like, you know, just be someone that you want to be best friends with. Be mm-hmm. be someone great. And mistakes happen, but make something out of the mistakes and just know that, you know, life isn't perfect, but you're doing the best you can. Totally. You know, so it's always good vibes. That's what I learned. It's like to be kinder. Yeah. to yourself and also to others is 
zero money to be kind. Yeah. Zero. So that's what I'm trying to like work on and like hopefully pass on to others, you know, positive vibes. Absolutely. So New Year resolutions. So yeah, that part. So what's something that we don't mind leaving behind this year that has happened? It, I, I think uh, what I definitely want to leave behind is self-doubt just as a whole. Self-doubt. Because self-doubt is such a negative energy that I think I carried around a little bit too much. And there's there's no place for it. I want to leave Karen behind. I'm like, yo, this Karen. And Karen. Yo, this is whole Karen vibe. Let's leave Karen leave behind, her behind first. Like, can Karen be a new positive name? Like, yeah. you know what I, I mean? I feel bad for Karens out there. Yo, facts. That who name. Who are cool. Um, I looked it up. That name is the most least named name of 2021. Out of all the names. Yeah, because of like so the controversy sad. that it created. Yeah, I feel like a nurse would be like, yo, she named her baby Karen, stupid. <laughs> like, yo, Loki. Like, Loki, they say that in I the know. background. Like, yeah, no like, one. Like, if you know? go to school and your name's Karen nowadays, <laughs> yeah, no, forget about it. Done. Done. I feel so bad. But like, for call parents. me K. Call me K. Who started that? Like, who is responsible? It started for definitely ruining the name Karen. Some crazy lady during <laughs> COVID 2020. That's when I feel like I saw it coming yeah. out, you know, <clears throat> with the whole mask. But that's another topic that I don't want to get into. Like, I feel like <laughs> it gets so deep. I know. So let's transition. Let's transition. So this is actually fun because I was thinking about this myself. If you could pick one superpower, what would it be and why? I always, and I don't even think. This and you is, can have an honorable mention too, just in case if you're in between both. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to pick my one that is probably not even a great answer, but it's just something that, it's just my number one. Okay. I always wanted to have like stretchy limbs. You know, I'm like when dead. you're sitting down. <laughs> what superhero was called that? Um, In The Incredibles. Yeah. The mom, I think. Yeah, yeah. That was the mom. She was able to, like, stretch herself. When I saw that movie, I was like, yes. I was like, this is yeah. the best power. But what, what would you stretch to? Like, what, what would you... Why would you want that power? Because then I just feel like I could have control over so many things. Like, I could be, like... Like, I could so be making myself coffee in the other extra room right limbs. now. Because <laughs> that's what I'm getting. Yeah, like, limbs I and stretchiness. I want to, like, be able to get, like, really big. Or, like, I think she could even, like, maybe shrink herself and get really little. I don't know. I'm imagining that. But, like, yeah. I want to be able to, like, take really big steps so you could stretch your legs. Mm -hmm. And then, like, pretty much, like, walk like a giant, you mm. know, because your legs are so long. Okay. There's a lot of benefits to it. The one power I don't think that I would want, even though it would probably be the most powerful power would be mind reading because i don't think that i would handle that well yeah i don't think i want to know but it's probably the most useful power Oof. when you think about it absolutely yeah. absolutely absolutely mind reading that's a, that's a that's one that i feel like everybody wants but it's scared to want yeah like you know what i mean yeah 
it's like, like be careful what you wish for because I think if you had that, you wouldn't want it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So Gabby Rose wants to stretch. I want to be able she to wants stretch, to stretch my limbs and just get <laughs> really zen. long. She wants to play ten saxophones at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like so yes. many versions of or it. play like the biggest saxophone because my fingers are so long. I'm done. That, yo, <laughs> let's make it happen. If I had to pick one superpower, yes, I hear yours. Ah, I would love to. I had two, so I, I have one, and I have honorable mention. So my first superpower, because I thought about mind reading, but then I was like, damn, would I feel comfortable hearing things that I don't want to hear all the time? Mm-hmm. Like, is there a shut off button to this? So I thought, what kind of fixed it? I was like, I would love to know every language in the world. Oh, that's really cool. And then I would love to talk to animals, too. Like Eliza Thornberry. Have you ever seen the wild Thornberry? Oh, yeah. So Eliza Thornberry vibes. I would love, love to speak every language. And then I would love to go to the nail salon to see what the fuck they be talking about. (laughs) But I would go in there for two months. Two months. Incognito. And just observe and gather notes. Like, listen, Nick, I heard you a month ago. Yes, Listen. You take your inventory, Yo, your facts. arsenal of information and facts. shit talk, whatever I, they're talking about, because I don't know. <laughs> and then I would go and like, yo, imagine if you could talk to an animal, like, yo, the stories and shit that they would fucking tell you. Yeah, that would be so what? sick. Like, yo, I, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Yeah, so, like, I wonder what, like, yeah, a dog is thinking, especially versus a cat. Cats are definitely thinking. Like, I hate my older. Oh yeah, <laughs> cats are definitely sitting there, and they're just like, they're just like making fun of us. I no, bet they're just real. like this fucking dumbass owner of a hu- like this human. They're pro- they're definitely like looking down on us all the time. All the cats, time. and we have no idea. All the time, I'm dead. <laughs> but that that's definitely one. And my honorable mention was um to be invisible. Mm, that's a just, good one. Um, Cause it's like again, it falls into that mind reading. Like okay, like I can know what's happening, but I don't want them. Like I don't want to be too in the know of what's happening. So yeah. I'm like, if I'm invisible, I could freaking stink into the White House. Yeah, you know. But then like, you just, I, I don't know. Like that was my two. I was like, I want to be invisible because I don't want to do. I can fly. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm like, that's that's not safe. I'm like, yo, you're, 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 if you if a human being starts to fly in the sky, I I'm not sure. I'm out. The government if will I find see you. that, I'm out. That and the government will find you. They'd be like, yo, so we saw a flying human. That's, that's true. It. You do put a big target on your back Absolutely. by having a power like that. They're gonna like try to breed you. They're gonna figure X Men shit. Like yeah. they're gonna try to like. They're gonna weaponize you. Absolutely. So that's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. For real. Me talking to animals, cognito. Yeah. Me um knowing every language, really smart. Yeah. Like, right. Like, they're just like, oh my god. Yo, yeah, she's a genius. Super like just that's what i want to be incognito so definitely so let me know anybody that's in the check-in what is a superpower that you always wanted and um shout out to friday super i feel like this is a question that you guys should ask on your show and maybe ask yourselves i'm pretty interested on that yeah i was looking at the logo so shout out to them they're actually coming on at eight o'clock so um all right let's transition real quick let's transition so if you could go back to a time in music what would it be and why like a decade in music, yeah, you mean? Yeah, a decade in music. Hmm. Like, would you stay where you are? Would you go back? Like, I would go back. I, I So I was born in 95. Okay. 
I would go back and be born in like, I would want to be born in like 79 and be a, right then I would be like kind of a teenager in the mid 90s. Right? Or no, I'd be 25. Yeah, you would be 15. Because if you were born. Or if I was born in the 80s. You would be 15 at 1995 or 14, 15. That's what I want. Okay. I think the music industry at that point in time was like the best. Why? Because I feel like it was pre-internet, but the technology was also starting, like the music technology was starting to like be really good. Mm. Um, but it was pre-internet, so there wasn't, but but, but even like early in 2000s, the internet was was starting to come up, you know, and then not too long after we had like MySpace and bands getting like big on MySpace. But before the noise, I think like, where it was like Napster. Um, well, Napster was like in when was that? That was late nineties or no? That must have been already no, early. No, I think 2000s. it was like after. Yeah, it had to be in two thousands. Couldn't be late nineties. I feel like maybe late nineties. Who knows? It probably was invented nineteen ninety nine and didn't go viral until a Napster. I feel like didn't go viral until maybe I was ten years old, eleven, yeah, or something like that. So maybe two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I would want to be at like the because you definitely needed Windows ninety eight for that. Yeah, <laughs> that you needed that. You definitely needed that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, can't forget about that. Jesus. I just feel like that time before the internet was like such a clusterfuck, which mm-hmm. it's still obviously very useful, but yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. it's part of our ingrained lives. Whereas back then, if you were an artist, you kind of you kind of just went however you got there. Everybody was different, but it's like at that time, yeah, you would sign to a label and they would put your music in in stores with physical copies of CDs, and it was like. I feel like it was just like the golden age because and obviously, you know, how would I know? But like the technology was good and there was there were great bands that came out of the 90s too. the whole grunge era, like 90s. Yeah. And I just feel like before the Internet or just when the Internet was first starting, that would have been such a like a monumental time to pop off as a musician. And then you could just ride the wave hopefully for the rest of your career because the difference is now there's so many artists amazing artists which i'm so happy that i i I do feel happy that i can as an artist today kind of make music and it's a you know in an affordable way i don't need Mm -hmm. a record label that's the beautiful thing about today but um you know if if you could do it back then it's like there's just not as much noise and i feel like also because there were less artists back then the artists that were really big back then kind of leave a little bit more of a legacy whereas now you're seeing so many artists all the time that i'm wondering who's gonna be like the legacy kind of acts that you know people remember for i was thinking about centuries like with music like there's always like an impactful group or a couple that every decade like it impacts the music you know so yeah. like i don't know when i think of 90s like impactful groups were definitely like nirvana because sure. they like led the whole grunge mm-hmm. seattle vibe but you also had red hot chili peppers that brought that california vibe that were like super chill mm-hmm. and then like even like rap and hip-hop like that mm-hmm. even like if you even want to talk about like how music was passed along back in the day like back in the day it was a mixtape yes yeah. if that, it was like whoever held that holy grail of a mixtape that's how like artists got known back in the day like at least with hip-hop and stuff mm-hmm. so like i feel like 
that definitely was like you're making me think right now that was like a super experimental like it's like a very word of mouth yeah type of vibe you know so it was like super organic super more exclusive like you actually had to investigate to like find the artist yeah there was a lot of mystery Mm -hmm. now it's almost like you might not even want to go for mystery because you want to be able to get people to know you. Like yeah. you want to post on TikTok. You yeah. want to. So it's the the mystery is definitely it's not even close to where it used to be back then because yeah, like it was just different. We didn't have the internet. Do you think if Kurt Cobain was alive today, would he be on TikTok? <laughs> that is such a funny question. Because he's so he was so against being popular like sometimes i think like damn all the artists that sampled his music would he be turning in his grave or would he be into it i think he would be into it because so dave Grohl talks about this in his book Mm. and he's talked about it in some interviews even though kurt cobain and you know nirvana just in general they kind of were very heavily inspired by like the punk movement which is anti-establishment anti-fame anarchy yes um Kurt Cobain would say, I want to be the biggest band in the world. He said that to his record label. So I think it's also, it was his vice, you know, like it was the fame that also ultimately like made life really difficult for him. Yeah. But he did want to be the biggest band in the world. So I think Kurt Cobain would be on TikTok and that would be really interesting. (laughs) That would be interesting. I wonder, I feel like he would, um... I don't know. I think of this day, like, what what would he do? He'd be like, what? I don't know. I, I think don't know. I mean, it's so he would be random. doing, I think he would be doing it in the Kurt Cobain way, not like the, hey, like, not yeah. in like, I, I, I think he would need to find a way. Which, and there's so many, like, talented songwriters and musicians that I follow that they don't need to say a word. They just get on with their guitar and they play and people mm-hmm. are like, oh, my God, wow. So I think it would be kind of like that. He'd just be, like, sharing his songs. Oh, yeah. Very deep shit. Very deep <laughs> shit. I love it. Love it. 90s vibes. None, 90s vibes forever. 90s yeah. vibes forever. So just because we're getting towards the end of our show, love, if you could like share your Instagram handle right now. And also if you want to give out any shout outs. So, you know, because your time to give it before the show ends. Sure. Well, uh, well, thank you for having me, first of all. If you guys want to follow me, you can find me at Gabby Rose Music on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. That's G-A-B-I-R-O-S-E Music. I'm sure it's written down anyway. But then you could also check out my original music. My band is called N-Rose, E-N-R-O-S-E. We're playing a show in New York City at Arlene's Grocery on September. No, September, January 6th. And we're also releasing new music that day, too. So if you follow us on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you listen, um, you will hear it first. Love that. Love that. Love all the vibes. Everybody that um, checked in with us, thank you so much. Remember to like, share, and subscribe the channel. Also, thank you, Gabby Rose, for venturing out here. This was definitely a dope, dope, dope experience. I love the fact that... For me, too. Oh, love that. Love that. Um, Was this your first interview? No, but this actually was my first one that was like in a studio like this, I think since maybe pre-COVID because oh. a lot of people are still just doing it remotely. So this was cool. Okay. Yeah. A whole vibe. So um, yeah, Shorty came through, brought her saxophone, did her thing, played three music, um, three type of songs um, organically, which I appreciate that so much. Course, I can't yeah. wait to make clips of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just like very thankful, like us going into the new year. Like I just want to tell everyone, like I hope... Everyone has, like, super safe and 
just like dope vibes into like the brand new year like as i get older i think to myself like yo life's really short like super short well it could be short if you want it to be you know but one thing about life that like i keep reminding myself especially when i try to be a little lazy pants and shit i think to myself i'm like listen you die once but you live every day so make every day fucking count so when i try to like i tell myself when i'm making content or like if i feel like i'm not doing something i'm like nah mina do that shit right now make today count you can have a couple lazy days you know mental health is real but what i do want to say to my viewers is just like going into the new year remind yourself that life is not guaranteed yeah do the best you can but truly tell yourself did i go above and beyond for myself today you know, think about yourself, whether it was taking a great shower, whether it was doing your hair, whether it was picking out a great outfit, whether it was being a great friend, whether it was being a great person or general, whatever. Always ask yourself, did I go above and beyond for myself today? So going into New Year, new year fresh, spicy vibes, healthy vibes, positive vibes. I love you all. Thank you so much for this episode. And yeah. I'm out of here. It's Mina Mendoza, little girl, big personality, queen of spice. Yes. We out. <laughs> Ew. Yes. A whole vibe.